have all you want, but don't get between me and the bloodline. Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. I don't know if people like it when we do like a hot intro, but whatevs. We're always hot. We just start talking about stuff and stuff. This is why I'm hot. This is why I'm hot. (laughs) I'm just hot because I don't have the air conditioning on. Oh, God, that's awful. I'm hot. I have the air conditioning on here. Why don't you have your air conditioning on? It's cold here. Yeah, it's chilly, man. How chilly's chilly? It's like upper 60s, I guess, today. I don't know. Something like that. I could still turn the air conditioning on in that weather. It's because my house gets hot. The down, the basement, it gets very cold, but the upstairs gets a little warmer. So I got to rock that AC. And I got to be cold when I'm trying to sleep, baby. I can't sleep in the uh, heat. I don't like it. So I just put a fan on. I like the white noise. White noise. <laughs> Free. Yeah, so um, we are a podcast called Dork Trek. You know this because you subscribe to us and you listen to us and you love it. Yeah. It's the best podcast in the whole world. There's a dead bug in there. Anyway. We brag um, about ourselves off mic. That's right. <laughs> we can just be bragging. Well, I mean, modesty will get you nowhere. It's true. Um, you got to brag on yourself. Because no, nobody else will. Exactly. That's what I told Stephanie today. I was like, you got to talk about how great you is because nobody else is going to give you any credit uh-huh. for, being, for being great. So we great. Um, let's see here. We had a listener question come in over the Twitter place. So I wanted to answer that before we got started. And if you have any questions for the show, feel free to ask. We're at Dork Trek on the Twitters. Um, you can hit us up on the Patreon. If you're a Patreon uh, subscriber, you can ask some questions about the show that way. I mean, just feel free to ask questions about the show or people involved in the show or anything like that at all. I got to find this dumb question. Well, it's not really dumb, but it's a good This is from Scott Cadwell. This was from May 8th. Scott Cadwell via Twitter asks, I've heard some of you met Brent Spiner and that he's a bit of a narcissist. I'm reading the 50-year mission books, and I can almost sense it on some level. What's the Dork Trek story about Mr. Spiner? Can't you sense it when you watch TNG? (laughs) 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 It's funny, you know, because I've been going back and listening to some of the early episodes that we did. How are those working working out for you? We were just singing his praises. How great an actor he was and everything. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But I think over time, that shit gets old. Fact. Yes. Yes. So. Well, I think if you if you met him and you have a bad experience, it's going to change the way that you view his acting ability. Too. It's like, oh, that guy's a jerk. I don't think we had a bad experience with Brent Spiner. I just think like, because if this is the story that I'm familiar with, it's like we went up to him and tried to talk to him, and he kind of blew us off and wasn't interested in talking to any of us. But then um, crew member Manny went over with his girlfriend at the time. Was, I mean, she was attractive, right? Like, she was, uh-huh. an attr- she was an attractive lady. She was clearly female. Yeah, she was clearly female, and, like, she was ready to mingle. She had that look about her, if you catch my drift. Yeah, um, she was a very, very firm hugger. Yes. 
And she was, I mean, she that's, looked, not, that's not innuendo for anything. She no. hugged very firmly. Yes. And I mean, her well, boobs. well, I mean, and to you know, me, her arms, it was like, she was trying to squeeze a life out of you. Well, well, Manny and his lady friend at the time went over there and Spiner couldn't have been more cordial and wonderful to her. Like she signed, he signed autographs for her. And he was charging like 25 yeah. bucks an autograph yeah. and like signed something for her and gave it back. It was like being super nice. And Manny was telling us how cool that he was, but he was the exact opposite to the two of us. He was just like a total doucher. Didn't, didn't we give her something to get signed? Isn't that yes. what actually happened? Yeah, like we gave her the Dork Trek card. <laughs> because he was so receptive to yeah. it. Let's see if he'll, if he'll sign this for free. And he did for her because he wanted to probably get up all in that. Put his Android bone inside there. Yeah. Well, he's, I mean, he's functional. He's a fully functional. Fully functional. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, he just seemed like kind of a dick to to just general fans but then like the first time he saw like a like a six he was all like hey damn i mean it was a star trek convention after all i mean but uh, i mean there were some other sixes there but i mean i guess you know she was like hey it is mostly uh overweight men yes so i guess anytime you see uh but he uh, it was an unexpected move that's all i just something i yeah I don't think I witnessed it myself, so I couldn't really speak to it as much as I could Tim Russ. Yeah, well, Tim Russ was just a straight dick, and we'll tell that story till the day we die. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, keep coming along. He may have just been having a bad day. I don't know, but I don't care. But That's you know what, though, man? I mean, yes, you can be having a bad day, but there's no reason to take it out on the fucking barista. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't get down with that, man. Like, people who treat, like, waiters and baristas, and they, if they, people who treat those people like shit are normally shitty people. If you treat a waiter like shit, you probably suck. That's yeah. just a general life rule, you know? Unnecessarily. Like, yeah. she wasn't doing anything bad. Maybe it wasn't as fast as he thought it should be, but that doesn't mean... Who the fuck orders a soy chai latte at a hotel <laughs> Starbucks six years ago? Nobody was drinking soy milk six years ago, Tim Russ. Like that, you know, that's their fucking fancy Hollywood drink. Lactose intolerant. You know, you're in, but I mean, you, you want to get the bubble guts. Listen, man, you're in fucking Cherry Hill, New Jersey. You got to know your audience. You just asked for a regular chai tea and you'd have got that thing instantly. They had to go milk some almonds. You know how long that took back in 2012? It took a long time. Especially if you're trying to get soy milk out of an almond. Yeah, where's my fucking chai soy latte? How's that, how's that soy chai coming? <laughs> Was those were those were his exact words, Dennis. Were they not? It was. That's exactly what he said. How's the how's that soy he broke out of his conversation he yeah. was having about this stupid musical performance they were gonna do that nobody gave a fuck about. No. How's that soy latte coming? It's like, damn, where you gotta go, Tim Russ? Ain't nobody calling your ass. You ain't got nothing going on. That's why you're here with the rest of us. If he was that you important, he would have had like an intern to get the. Latte for him. You're exactly right, Jenny. If he was that important, he'd have somebody get a drink for him. I didn't see fucking Patrick Stewart waiting. You know what? (laughs) Probably wasn't even his drink. He was getting that for somebody more important. He's probably getting that shit for Patrick Stewart, son. There you go. Or Lavar. Lavar's like, hey Tim, go get me a soy chai latte. Hey shitty me, go get a soy latte. (laughs) Yes, sir. Well, because that one dude called him Lavar upstairs after that. Yeah. Good. He deserved it. But that guy might have been a racist though, because he was like, maybe. "Hey, Lavar." Maybe he just called every black guy all weekend Lavar. Yeah, I got a, Michael Doran's not here, so I got a fifty-fifty shot. You know what it was? He was thinking, "Don't say Lavar, don't say Lavar, don't say Lavar, Lavar, Lavar." 
My name's fucking Tim, bro, okay? Fuck you, dude. I can see, all right? I was on a way shittier show than he was on, okay? <laughs> yeah, nobody said anything, but you could just sense everybody, like, pulling their collars, like, <laughs> But, yeah, so that's the, that's the Brent Spiner story, that he was just kind of a douche to us, but then as soon as, like, the skirt walked over, he got all charming and annoying. Kind of a hornball. Yeah, he's just, he's just looking to get it in. Yeah. It's like, hey, I'm in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. I'm going to fuck some townie. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> See, now I'm offended because he didn't, like, he didn't sign anything for me for free. Well, did you like, ask? No. There you go. No. I mean, I'm just saying. You could have you shoved your gazongas in his face. He probably yeah. would have signed something. Do you think he would have signed my tits if I asked? Probably. Yeah. Next time. Who wouldn't? Who would sign your tits and jizz? <laughs> <laughs> Next time I'll try that. Hey Brent Spiner, will you sign my boobs in your semen? Oh my god, let's, Brent Spiner. Let's go on a mapping mission. <laughs> but anywho, so that's that. If you again, if you have any questions, feel free to send them in. Uh thank you for the question, Scott. Yeah, via the Twitter. We'll feel free to answer all your questions. I think Scott's been listening for a while. I think Scott has been listening for a long time. That sucks for him. All right, so we're listening. Uh, you guys are going to listen to us talk about children of time. Yes. This is had a, a very uh, toss feel to it. Yeah. It did. Like, I could easily see this with uh, the old Enterprise gang. Matter of fact, like, the set seemed really familiar to me, and I couldn't remember if it was used in um, a TNG episode or if it had been used in Deep, Deep Space Nine on another episode or something like that. And I could not put my finger on which one it was. I think it might be the DS9 episode where, uh, what's his name? Uh, Cisco and O'Brien were helping those people farm. Uh, like yeah. Was yeah. Or whatever. I'll tell you this. She, if put, you, she put O'Brien in the, or she's put Cisco in the box? Who she put she Cisco put? in the box. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I remember that episode. Um, this episode, you, if someone says like, what's Star Trek about? You can just show them this episode. Like there's, there it is. Yeah, mm -hmm. here it is. This is Star Trek, essentially. And they go, "Oh, okay, I get it." Space, don't have time. Kind of space Twilight Zoney a little. Yeah. Um, this episode, I have a lot to say about this episode, um, but I, I feel like we kind of need to get there. Uh, maybe it's more of a philosophical question, if you will. Mm. Um, the Starship Defiant passes through a type of quantum bubble in order to investigate a planet within. They find the planet is inhabited by 8,000 members. Uh, they are descendants of the Defiance crew. Because I guess what, ha what happened was um, the ship crashed, I guess. Yeah, right? they were flying in the Gamma Quadrant, and Dax saw this cool planet she wanted to check out. So they went there and crashed. Yeah, but, but, but before they were going there to crash, like, Nerese got electrocuted by some thing or something. Yeah. Vibrator. Yeah. And yes. see, if this wasn't... Get the batteries in backwards. <laughs> if this was shock. like a season finale, then they'd be like, oh my God, is she going to die? Because before that, she kind of admitted that her and Shakar were no longer hooking up. And So maybe this would, be a, this would be a good place for her to gave, die, is what you're saying? That gave Odo a changeling boner. Yeah. Boing, boing, boing. You get to leave the room. It's like, excuse me, I have to go liquefy the stuff in my genitalia. I don't understand why I'm getting so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand the sensation in my genitalia that's liquid. But he does, because he 
He fucked a lady. She's a li- yeah, but now he's liquid again, though. Yeah, but I think, hey, once you know that trick, it's not too hard to pull it off again. All right. Yeah, like, what does he do now that he doesn't have to shit? Like, does he just go sit somewhere for, like, an, for an allotted mm-hmm. amount of time? Just- I would like an episode of him, like, detailing the things he misses about being human. I really miss shitting. Yeah. <laughs> now I just go to my quarters and sit there on my iPhone for 10 minutes, scrolling through Twitter. <laughs> Probably misses masturbating. Oh, yes. Like now very, he just sits there and pulls it, so. <laughs> pulls it for 10 minutes and nothing happens. It's like, okay, this is boring. Because <laughs> I guess when you're a changeling, you just, if, I would imagine if I was a changeling, I'd keep changing the size of my dick. Like I'd make it bigger and smaller and just see uh-huh. what's different. Uh-huh. Next thing you know, half the day's gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's so easy to lose track of time when you're changing I, the size I, of your dick. I don't understand where the day went. <laughs> What happened? I woke up and now it's dinner time. I don't understand. I really got to stop staring at this thing. I need to go to my bucket. I need to regenerate. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I guess like when they hit this quantum bubble, they landed on this planet and like all these people are descendants of the Defiant crew. There's 8,000 people. That's a lot of fucking. Um, 48 people. 200 years is a long time. Yeah, but like we could do the math because it says there's 48 people. All right. Because I mean, how much inbreeding was happening here? A lot. Do you think they made like a chart? All right, you can fuck her. <laughs> I mean, they had to have, right? Like That's why Bashir just fucked everybody, it sounds like. Yeah. He's like, I got to spread my, my DNA. Like, claimed. Claimed. All right, because- <laughs> Because then there's only a hundred and sixty-six point six 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 like. But see, we don't know the makeup of how many men, how many women, how many people were actually fertile. You know, like we just assume that everybody can have a child, but that's not true. You know, can't have kids. It's true. All right. Well, I don't know. But it's a lot. Two over two hundred years they were there. Um can't get back and they're just stuck there now they got to figure out what to do and i was telling stephanie like when they showed up i imagine like i imagine this place generally sucks normally like it's a shitty place to be everybody fucking hates each other but then as soon as the ship came down they were like oh we got to get our marketing people here to convince them that this place rules so they won't want to leave mm-hmm. want to like us a lot because then they'll they get like better. a powerpoint ready to go yeah, because like why you should stay. The crew want the, the crew want to leave because if they leave, well, they want to leave and hit the. I don't even fucking know. Like, I guess what happens is what two days well, they later they need to leave because Kira is sick. Her, yes, her uh, nervous system is degenerating. Yes, so they need to get her back to DS nine so she can she can get that nervous system checked out. But that doesn't happen the first time around because these people are here because the Defiant crashed. Yeah. When they were trying to leave. Yes. And then, so Nerese is dead in this reality. And then you got all these other people. So they, the people on the planet want the crew to take their voyage, hit the fucking energy ball thing and come crashing back down to the planet so they can stay there. Well, see, this is... The Dax symbiote, the new Dax, uh, what's the name? 
Uh, Yarden. 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 DeAndre Yedren. Yedren Dax. He has the brilliant idea. I've come up with this brilliant way that you can go through and it'll create, create a quantum twin of the Defiant that will no. crash. No, that don't work. You get to go home. And they're no, like, oh, sounds fishy. this math checks out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're effing with time. They are. They are. But then and what would have been cool is if they tried to take the Defiant for themselves and strand the, the crew there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think we were going to get that kind of vibe from this episode. And then yeah. like, they're all nice this, people. Then all of a sudden, like, um, later on in the episode, regular old Changeling Odo shows up and he just starts, I mean, like, because he sees Kieran Reese alive and he just starts laying it on thick on her. Yeah. And he looks like, he looks like this twinger from Retirement Community. Yeah. He's the guy who's trying to fuck all the ladies. He's, yeah. got, he's got like a super deep V going on. Yeah. And, he's, and he's really orange. Like he looks like Donald Trump orange. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got the and, spray tan. Yeah, he's got and he and he's got like the um the shady acres assassin. Like some yeah. finger wave going on. <laughs> yeah, he's got the weird like Harry Osborne hair. He looks like Norman Osborne from the old Marvel comics. Like and 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 Narice is like, Wow, you look great. And he's like, Oh, I figured out how to change my form better. It's like that's what you came up with? Like the yeah. the weird like golf swinger guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the country club swinger. Well maybe it works in that community because now he gets to bang everybody. He's all like, Oh yes. And he's also deep and, oh, Narice, I've loved you. I just wanted to tell you that I loved you forever. And I just didn't know how to tell you and what to say. And I love you and I love you. And please come down to the surface with me and experience this beautiful land. And the first place he takes her is her fucking grave. Like, how romantic is that? Like, see, oh, you died. <laughs> you want to see, do you want to see where you're dead? Here it is right there. Look, isn't that great? This is how I get all the chicks moist. I take them to your gravesite and tell them how much I loved you. It was a long and painful death. <laughs> Very painful. Yes. But yes, I thought that was amusing. Like, oh, you want to show this person how beautiful the country is? Here's your dead body. It's right there on the ground. Six feet under, right there. That's where you are. It's like that, uh, that one TNG episode where they were trying to get the colonists to leave that planet. And the guy's like, my grandfather's buried on that mountain. <laughs> Star Trek, they're really worried about where people are buried. Where am I buried? Because you think Narice asked him, like, hey, can I see my grave? Yeah. <laughs> he was like, ooh, what kind of weird golf chick are you? That's fucking creepy. Let's fuck on my grave. <laughs> <laughs> Why, Johnny Ringo, you look like somebody fucked over your grave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just don't understand, but whatevs. Um, but yeah, so like, then your girl figures out that. I, I will say one thing though. I guess she went wanted to go to her grave so she could pray. Yeah, but uh-huh. still, some kind of we some got kind of connection pray. with. I imagine when she died, I didn't see any other Bajorans around. Yeah. So nobody probably prayed for her to the prophets. So she's trying to save her soul. I mean, it's a little late. You've been dead for two hundred years. Yeah. The soul's eternal. The prophets, years the prophets don't much. understand time. That's but true. What is then? All right, Dennis. Let's just let's they just are. remember how dumb they are. Let's stop time. <laughs> what is baseball? <laughs> let's just stop this whole baseball. Let's just stop this whole line of talk now. Just admit that the prophets are really dumb about time. They're a lot. They're dumb about a lot of things. For such great and powerful beings, they can't understand time. 
well, it has no meaning to them, I guess. Yeah, but figure it out. It's, yeah, it's still, it's still. Google off. it, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, like, um, and then your girl uh, Dax comes to Cisco because he's playing. Ca- they like really. The crew really fell into this whole thing very quickly. Like they're all like, "Wow, these people are great," and like. There are some of my descendants, and oh, and and your boy Dr. Bajir is like bragging about how lovely he is and how much everybody likes him, and he's so awesome. And I mean, they're comparing notes on who they hooked up with after yeah, the crash. He's yeah. like, oh, "I'm with this fucking hot ass chick." <laughs> I totally boned her. Oh, Brian, you know who you hooked up with? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brian was hilarious because he's just like, "No, no, I gotta go back to Keiko." No, you, you don't fucking. Good try. Nobody believes that shit. Yeah, yeah you're stuck here. We were saying that just in case they did make it back. Yeah, people would be like, "Oh, Keiko, he was he was missing you the whole time. He totally yeah. didn't want to fuck that incident. He was so loyal to you. Like, wow, man. He he took like a whole ten years to get remarried and have kids. It's like no, because nobody else wanted him. Like, I don't want to fuck that Brillo pad head <laughs> motherfucker. He's talking about his fucking annoying ass wife. He was just looking through everybody's windows, masturbating while they yeah. had yeah. sex. He'd be like, all right, well, if we're going to go on this day, you have to yell at me all the time. He's like, well, why would I want to do that? That doesn't sound wonderful at all. <laughs> it's what gets me off. Don't kink shame me. <laughs> now wear this kimono. And just yell at me in Japanese. <laughs> Say I got a little small Irish cock. Do it. <laughs> it's the only thing that works for me. But apparently after that was 10 years. He really got to work. Got to there are a lot of O'Briens around there. Fucking a lot of little Mollies running around. Yeah, they're all Mollies. But um, the tooth, okay, so here's the thing, okay? Like, um, and then we meet the wharf people who are awesome. Like the people that have chosen to live like Klingons. The I wanna, sons of Moog. I want to know more about them. Yeah. Because uh-huh. they, they actually seem interesting and fun. It was kind of a bummer that we only got to see three of them. Yeah. Because like there's a group of people that chose to live like Klingons, they don't even have to really be Klingons because that annoying little kid wanted to be a Klingon. Um, yeah. Jeremy Astor kid. <laughs> yes, Jeremy Astor kid, which was awesome. But he was like, I want to be a Klingon too. The wolf was like, maybe one day and then I'll never speak to you again. <laughs> I did really like the part too where Miles is like, you don't even see your kid. That's one of the things I wanted to talk about. That was pretty fucked up, man. That was, I mean, O'Brien just called Worf a terrible father. Debbie. And Worf just took it like, yeah. Because Worf doesn't give a fuck. But I'm just saying it just seemed really mean for O'Brien to say something like that. Because I guess they're having the conversation like, do we stay? Because eventually what happens is um, uh, Dax figures out that this guy's faking the math and it ain't going to work. And they're going to crash either way, so they'll be stuck here. Um, So they kind of have to decide like, well, do we want to leave? Because if they leave this planet and and don't get marooned there then none of these people will exist. Which is my other thing. They kept saying that they were going to kill 8,000 yeah, people. That, that annoyed me. Yes. Like, yeah. You never existed. Yes. Blink out. Yeah, it's not like, like they would... Back to the future. Exactly. It's not like they would feel like this terrible pain and like someone was like gouging their fucking eyes out and like, uh, I guess, uh, like murdering them terribly. They just won't be there. I felt it was odd because like if something never existed, then it doesn't matter. Like none of this matters. It's, this is all like a hypothetical. Right. Yeah, this I, mean, is I, could a... see, I could see where like the crew is going to look at them and say like, you know, we have a c- connection with them now. We don't want them to like cease to exist because we know them and they, they seem all right. 
I bet they're dicks. Like, they'll live on in my memories. Yeah, I yeah. bet they're dicks. I didn't see them die. I'm sure and they're like, fine. And you never knew they were there in the first place. So what does it matter? Yeah. Like it just seemed like the way they kept saying, like, we'll kill all these people. It's like, no, they just won't exist. It's different. Right? Like it's a philosophical thing. Like they're just not there. Right. And, then you, and then you can go on and live the rest of your life because who knows what's going to happen to you. And They're then, literally the only people who are going to miss these. Yeah, is them. Yeah. yeah. Like the, you've known them for a couple of days. It's yeah, like, not even that long because, I mean, it was, I don't even think it was more than like 18 hours or something like that because we didn't see real Odo until the end of the episode because uh-huh. they leaked because he's got to be, what, liquid for at least 18 hours, well, he, right? He couldn't, he couldn't reform because of the, the quantum. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well played, Dennis. Touche. Yeah, but I mean, they were still only there like two days. Yeah. So, I mean, like, come on. And I'm telling you, it's the marketing department. They all got together like, look, look, fuckers, we got to make this place look awesome, okay? So, everybody fucking be nice to each you other. You know, they had 200 years, basically, to prepare for this day. They're like, all right, these guys, right. These motherfuckers are going to come. <laughs> so, we got to yeah. be ready. We got to roll out the red carpet, son, make this shit look like it's the, the best place in the world. Everybody be nice to everybody and... You know, you, uh, yeah, be good. It just so happens it's planning day. Oh, who knew? <laughs> Everybody gets together and plants the crops. Yeah, it's, it's weasel stomping day. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, man, like, it just kept annoying me that they kept saying, like, they'll, you know, we're good, they'll die. They'll die. No, they just won't exist. Completely different. I think the thing is, too, though, it's like their descendants. So they know that this is like their family, basically. That's like, they're just erasing them from existence come on we all have family we'd like to erase from existence. yeah that's true but not your own like well i don't know i can't speak for you but i was gonna say maybe maybe not your own children <laughs> yeah, but also too though think about it you're talking 200 years you're talking 200 years down the line they get a lot more fun as they get older but there's 200 years down the line think about like how fucked up these people are from all the inbreeding and stuff like that that would like, have been so, awesome if they all had like uh, birth defects like hemophilia and shit yeah <laughs> Welcome to Planet Habsburg. The just... little the little Klingon kids playing banjo. Yeah. <laughs> it's all like uh uh Paul Rubens in uh 30 Rock. Yeah. The, the last Habsburg prince. <laughs> but yes, I just don't understand like they kept using that term die, they'll die, we'll kill them. But no, they just yeah. won't be there. So what's the big deal? I don't know. I think I would have a hard time like making that decision. But I mean, just the fact that like you you basically have to heal yourselves in order to save this community. Yeah, is it worth it? I mean, like think about think about what Cisco is. Think about his own son. Right. Like, he's willing to sacrifice himself. His son is only what twenty. He doesn't have a. He hasn't had a mother for. Five mm-hmm. years. I mean, they're in the middle of a war with the Dominion. Who yeah. knows what's going to happen to the Federation? Yeah, and like, and Cisco is a very important cog in that fucking war machine. And he's like, hey, you know what, man? You know, these eight thousand people need. Dude, there's like billions and billions of people out there that are depending on you right. to, be, to be like a fucking military badass. And I think the thing that pissed me off is that they tried to trick them into going along with this plan. Like, hey, if you do this, then you know, there's gonna be two ships, so everything will be fine. Like they didn't give them the the option to make that choice. Like, yeah. like they should have known right away that was bullshit. They should have, but you know, they they should have also known not to go down there in the first place if they need to 
get Kira back to the ship so that they can save her life, but they're like, oh, no, let's listen to Dax. Let's just go explore this random planet for no reason. Well, I mean, they are explorers at the end of the day, so... I mean, but they don't even know if, like, if they were going to violate the Prime Directive when they went down there. They were like, oh, there's humans on this ship. You know? Here's the thing. Or on Uh, the planet. When you do time loops like this, do like Dax has been around the whole time, right? Yes. Dax, remember when they crashed the first time where the colonists are already there, but they couldn't be there, right? The no. first time. Well, cause they got stuck in like a time loop or something. Yeah. But so how many times have they gone through this loop? Just I don't once. know. The first okay. time that it never happened, right? I guess. The, just, yeah. I guess just, yeah. There. The colonists weren't there the first time. Yeah. This is like in Bill and Ted when they're like, the okay, I gotta remind myself time, to do this later. <laughs> then how did they go back in time 200 years? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. Well, they go and they go back in time like too much. The first time they came there, but the, when they first crashed, it, they didn't go back in time. They went back in time when they tried to leave the planet. So the first time they landed, they should have seen the colonists there. Right? They no. fell for the trick that time. No, because that, the yeah, time... They must have fallen for the trick. No, so that's because, what I'm saying. Like, How many times did they fall for the trick to keep this loop going? I don't know. So you're saying this is like the, the Star Trek episode with Kelsey Grammer? Kind Essentially? Of, yeah. yeah. Like, they yeah. have to break the loops at some point. They do, and they do at the end of the episode. Like, yeah. you have to, they do at the end of the episode, but at the start, they're, the colonists should have been there when they first crashed. Yeah. No, I see what you're saying, but I I guess I assume that the first time that this happened, it was just an accident. It wasn't like the colonists always set them up every time. Yeah. There was one time that was like a random anomaly in space. Yeah, I don't know. They should have been there, though, because that first time it was already part of their timeline that they were going to crash. That's true. So the colonists should already been there. But then th- doesn't that get into like uh, like alternate universes where yeah. like this version of the universe it didn't happen and this one it did, you know. So you're saying this splits the original st- like series timeline here? Yeah. Yeah. So like this is like a, an offshoot? Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like the, the Kelvin verse, but. Yeah. Like when Doctor Strange goes called. to fight Dormammu, you know? Yeah. Like he just keeps replaying it. So, so you're saying, Dennis, that you're theorizing that this happened hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. Yeah. There's no reason why it couldn't have. Like, they, they just keep falling for it, and this is the one time that they don't fall for it, and it breaks but the But do, don't you think they would have written that into the script if this wasn't the first time? I don't think they had time, because they had, they had enough material to, you know, about uh, everybody coming to the conclusion that they were going to try to try to do the quantum twin stuff yeah like, you know brian's he was against it cisco's like fuck that we're not doing this and then eventually they all kind of decide oh these are cool people because they they really tug on the heartstrings when right before they're about to leave they're like oh can we come plant with us the klingons are gonna come plant with us too it's gonna be fun yeah, i don't know man this shit's wax and on the kids, like they're all playing and stuff and i like, can't believe they. You, got... how could you leave after that and kill all these you know I, but you're not killing them you're just they're exactly. just to exist but, my, my yeah. whole thing about it is though there's not one person on board this ship that's like guys it's not that big of a deal like we're yeah. just gonna we're just gonna leave and then none of this will happen it's like a fucking holodeck episode 
this is like this basically is like, this is like a glorified holiday episode that would be like every time you turn off the holodeck you're like oh my god all those things they don't exist they're anymore. all dead they're all dead we killed everything on the holodeck yeah. to be fair that's how Riker feels about menuet <laughs> in most cases yeah but i mean look how that got him he now he's a crazy sex maniac I mean, wasn't there actually like an episode where um, was it, it was one of the Sherlock ones or something where the yeah, guy's like, yeah, but, but what happens? What happens to me when you turn this program off? I'm going to figure out how to break out of this thing. So you I, know? Oh. So they just put him <laughs> in a box to trick him. Yeah, that was a good episode. There's like, a oh. cardboard box with like a uh, hologram Wee. bait underneath. So what happens to that box when is that box still on the Enterprise when the ship blows up? That, it and, must have been destroyed. I imagine they probably took it to a museum or something. Do you think or, so? Like it's probably being studied somewhere by scientists, like at the Daystrom Institute or something. Okay. Because they got to figure out how the fuck did this hologram take control of a ship? Yeah. Like we we need that software upgrade quickly. And, like, and if he was smart enough to take control of the ship, isn't he going to be smart enough to get out of the box? Isn't eventually he's going to realize that this is all bullshit? I don't know, Neo. Can he figure it out? I don't know. Red pill, blue pill. Right? What you going to do, Moriarty? But anyway, so like, so you're saying, Dennis, you're theorizing that this happens hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times, but this this one time that we see uh, Space Odo decides to change it. Yeah. And Odo changes the course of the ship. Like, they go, and again. They were going to do it. They were yeah. going to crash. So dumb. Like, it just doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, nobody on the ship is like, well, what about Jake? What about, what about this war we're fighting? What about all these people that depend on us on Deep Space Nine? Now they're going to have to get a whole new crew to Deep Space Nine? Like they're going to have to find a new commanding? I mean, this is the whole fucking, the whole kit and caboodle. This is your whole like command staff. Yeah. They, you can't just pick these people off of trees. Yeah. It's not like Eddington, Eddington's back there running. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just go, okay, well, I guess Steve's taking over Deep Space Nine. Congratulations, Steve. Although, who is running Deep Space Nine right now, <laughs> now that you mention it? I don't know. Literally everybody. Is Quark running it? Is Maybe. Quark? He's turned it into like a giant brothel <laughs> where everybody's fucking. But then um, – Quark does make an appearance, though. That's yes. pretty cool. He's a math teacher. He's a math teacher. Makes sense. I liked mm -hmm. it. I like that, too. He got paid. Yeah, he's good with numbers. Yeah, he got paid, so that's cool. But yeah, so like that's uh, kind of like the Gilligan's Island thing. Like we can make a simulation of Cork teaching people math, but we can't figure out how to get off this. <laughs> yeah, but I don't Come think on, they, really, they don't really want to get off. They've kind of made a life here. At first, they couldn't get off, but they've kind of just kind of realized they were fucked at some point, right? Uh, I think if they could have gotten off, like all the colonists or whatever early on they probably would have left and tried to get back to but why couldn't the crew get off originally like that's my like the defiant was that messed because up they made the same decision but space odo didn't trick them okay hmm. and then finally space odo was just like the i can't this we're always there i can't live without you and i almost feel like they had to stay there just so that they the eventuality like when the defiant shows up and is like Hey, we're here. You know they have to. They have to trick them in order to like keep their society going. You know. Yeah. It's like so oh, you, they, have, you have to hit this anomaly. Yeah. And it'll make you crash. After they they trick them, they could theoretically leave, because then they don't have to stick around to make sure that the time loop happens again. Yeah. So. All right. Very. All. It's all very confusing. See, they probably could have all gone home. 
But they couldn't, though. Maybe they did in an alternate timeline. Well, I guess this is that alternate timeline. Yeah, they basically created an alternate timeline by... By leaving. Well, Odo did. <laughs> oh, yeah, Swinger Odo did. Yeah. Deep V Odo. <laughs> he got tired of fucking everybody on the planet. He's like, I gotta think, move on. Do you think he smuggled a little piece of himself onto the Defiant so that he could creep on Kira? Maybe. He was real creepy. And, and Kira was like, why weren't you more like this before? Like, like a creep? Like a swinger creep? Like, I don't understand. Like, is that what you're She's interested into it. in, Kira? Yuri. I mean, Shakar kind of is a little creepy like that, too. Narice is into, like, swinger creep Odo with the deep... Mm -hmm. She's into deep Vs? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, see, if Odo could have made himself look, you know, more human, why didn't he try to make himself look like Shakar? Because he knows that she likes that. Why did he make himself look like George fucking Clooney, man? Like, he could look like anybody he wants. What's he oh, doing? this is ER Clooney time, too. Yeah. Well... That's what I would have made myself look like. I don't. I mean, I'd make myself look like George Clooney now. With he's all gray and handsome. Yeah. <laughs> he's the perfect man. Faces though. Perfect man, George Clooney. He's handsome. He's a handsome, handsome man. He's, like he's right. nineteen ninety-three Alec Baldwin. What about like? What if she's into black dudes? You could be like Denzel, Denzel. son. Yeah. Just hook it up. Philadelphia Denzel with a little mustache action mm, going on. That's real fine, Jack. <laughs> Everybody on that planet would want to be humping him, baby. That's right. <laughs> Man, make yourself look like Denzel, player. Get it on. Get on your Denzel. <laughs> he fine. He fine. Denzel Washington. But yeah, so um, Deep Vioto fucks everything up, and they they're allowed to leave, and they're all really yeah, mad. They all thought that. Oh, I guess uh, DeAndre Yedlin Dax decided to you know he changed the mind because he was supposed to plot the course for them to fly into the anomaly and they all thought they were going into it but then it changed course at the last minute and they're yeah like, well it had to be somebody who could bypass all the security programs. and why did they just fly into it themselves why did they need the autopilot to do it because this is the future like people don't know how to do things for themselves anymore <laughs> it's so lazy like just fucking fly and fly and do it yourself dummies what do you need the autopilot for I mean, we're not too far from having self-driving cars. Like, we're going to be saying that in I'm about I'm never going to, never. I'll never be. I'm always going to want to drive myself. All right, I, Grandpa. I hate it when I'm not driving. Even if my wife's driving me around, I hate it. I'm like, God, slow down. And, yeah. I don't like to be driven either. Yeah, I like to drive. I'm never going to be. Never. Never. I'm just saying. Just saying. That's where society's going to be. Like in 50 years, people are going to be like, why would anybody ever drive themselves? That's ridiculous. I'll be dead by then. That's fine. Yeah. I hope I'm Me still too. alive, but I'll be pretty alive. I'll probably be killed by a self-driving car. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> When they, when they uh, gain sentience. Yes, and they, they kill us. Slide. We don't need these humans around. Yeah, we could do everything we need. Boy, don't you ever go near a street. Or after you meet your This future. is the post-apocalyptic future I want to see. Where self-driving cars terrorize everybody and you have to live in the country. I'd be down with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then the four-wheelers come. I guess it's kind of like uh, uh, Maximum Overdrive, right? Good movie. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. I mean, not, not really, but yeah, it is. Sure. <laughs> no, that's what I'm it's saying. It's enjoyable. I mean, it's not a good movie. but Yeah, it's, it's enjoyable. Like that's... But I mean, it's still a good to watch. Like it's still a good watch, right? 
sometimes bad movies are just fun to watch and you don't yeah. have to try to explain it like I was watching The Chase last night. That movie's fantastic. The Chase is wonderful. It's also garbage. Yeah, it's <laughs> also garbage. With, uh, Charlie Sheen. Yeah, yeah. And, and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay. And they and, fuck uh, while driving, which Henry is Rollins. Yeah, yes. Rollins is in that. Chili Peppers are in it. That's right, because the Chili Peppers try to run him off the road. It's basically like OJ. It's like an OJ story. Like yes. The car is just driving, and it's got a criminal in it. And he takes a woman hostage, and like is they end like up- the police captain's daughter or something. He's like, what do She's they call him? The Donald friend. Trump of California. Oh, okay. So he's yeah. a total douche. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. The movie's great. It's on Amazon Prime. Yeah, it's a good one. And I always remember that they banged in the car. And like while they're driving, like, how do they do that? Like, cause she's riding his dick. And he's yeah, driving so the pointless. And he's driving the car, but they're like, that's gotta be really hard to do. He's got his eyes closed. They're driving at like a hundred miles per hour. Yeah on this high-speed chase and she's just humping him with his eyes closed. Fortunately, he's a two-pump chump, so... And he's got AIDS! (laughs) (laughs) Winning! Tiger blood. (laughs) Code for AIDS. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that movie's wonderful. I don't even remember how it ends. I couldn't even really... I remember the Chili Peppers are in it. I remember Rollins is in it, but like, I don't remember much after that. I'm sure that, I think he gets away with it right yeah and they find out that Donald Trump of California is a crook or something why can't that happen in real life <laughs> I mean they did has no one cares yeah yeah exactly none of the Republicans I think he had consequences though yeah. I think all it was was just that like he he wanted to run for governor and he was trying to use the um the kidnapping as a like a way to drum up some exposure sympathy. yeah but that was about it. Like, I mean, he was kind of a dick, but no worse than the actual Donald, Donald Trump. Not yeah. by a long, long ways. <sighs> so. So, yeah. Where are we at? Uh, we're at the end of the episode because you oh. fucking deep V. Odo lets the, fixes the ship and then uh, they, they, they leave. But then, you know, your boy... Regular Odo, tight net Odo, comes and is like, I, we we fucking bonded, and he, I saw everything that he saw, and he told me that he did the ship. Yeah, they bonded. She's like, why? Why? 8,000 people died. He's like, because he loved you. I'll see you in the morning. Like, <laughs> like that was the end of the yeah. episode. A guy who looks like, a guy, future me, future, I guess... What's the word I'm looking for here? Um, uh, possible future me kills 8,000 people because he loves you. I'll see you later. Right. Because they had the conversation where it's like, if I had told you this a long time ago, would things be different? And she probably just said yes, just to be like, yeah, sure. Why not? You know, like, hey, baby, we're going to die tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's bang. That's it. Like, there's no consequences to it. So why would she not, like, just say yes just to make him feel better, you know? Yeah. But then he's like, oh, well, if it would have been like that, then if I if I kill this entire planet, if I erase this entire civilization, then past me, we'll get to bang her because she's into it now. That's a lot of work for past me, you know, like. Yeah. 
that guy's really thinking long game. I hope I hope past me gets laid. <laughs> like he didn't think that like maybe she would be kind of pissed off that uh, he he ruined this plan to save the civilization. Yeah, but it's only eight thousand people, and again, they're not going to be dead. They're just not going to exist. That's completely different. You can't mourn someone that never was real. I mean, yeah. I, I kind of agree with you, but Kira definitely <laughs> like wanted to save them, and Odo's like, nah, fuck them. I wanna I want to get past me laid. You know, all Is this I like the guy who killed, uh, or yeah, the guy who killed John Lennon, like, or the guy who tried to kill uh, Ronald Reagan or whatever. Like, they did it to yeah. chick. That's basically what he did here. He's yeah. like, I wiped out this whole planet for you, baby. No, no, it's not that like that at all. Because John Lennon was a real, tangible human being who contributed positively to the to our society. These are just eight thousand. I mean thoughts what i'm saying this isn't the first time that a guy has killed somebody to or or wiped out somebody from existence to Mm -hmm. i don't know man i think i don't know this is different because these people aren't real they're not real it's just it's it's a fucking holodeck simulation these aren't real people this Uh, is this is what could happen uh i like i don't know how i both agree and disagree with you (laughs) Because they are real. They're, they're 100% not. real. They're not. They're just a possibility. It's just a possibility of what could be. But it's not like a hologram but where it it's has manifested actually, itself. Yeah. Yes. But I mean, but this manifestation of itself also tried to trick you into staying here so they could. Like, it's, it's easy to, like, you can pretty simply just say, well, you know, they, they never really existed in the first place. Exactly. But at the same time, it's like they did kind of exist for, you know, 200 years. Yeah, yeah but, that, but who knew? No one knew. Like, it's not it's, a thing. But it's, it's been going on this whole time. Like, mm. the whole first five seasons of the show, these people are all hanging out on this planet. Yeah. Waiting for this day for the Defiant to crash on their planet. Mm. Like, I would, I would get what you're saying, Bob. Like, if they just flew on by and they didn't stop to, like, hey, let's go investigate this planet – Nobody would ever know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is but, all happenstance and coincidence. But if, once they know, they had to make the choice, like, here's 8,000 people that are living people. <laughs> Fuck them. I mean, I'm not trying to be a dick, but I'm just saying they're not real. This is all just, it's a simulation. This is what could be. I don't know. I, I feel like they could have figured yeah. out some way to, to save them. Like, I'm they, glad they didn't, though. <laughs> I am probably, like because there's all they always had that stupid cop out way of doing it. Yeah, like, yeah. Like well, that's what I was gonna say. Like every other episode, like this, they come up with some techno babble bullshit that they could do the quantum twin duplicate or whatever. <laughs> Although CS Nine is good about not doing that because there's a one where is that that uh, Brigadoon planet that like shows up every two hundred years. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the yeah. one that I was thinking of. Yeah, Dax tries to stay there, but and they won't let her. Yeah. yeah. So like, if we reverse the quantum magnifiers and inject the core receptors into the we can save them like yes we can and then patrick stewart walks off and collects a big check but this is all bullshit like none of this is fucking real right well and like these people like these fucking people preyed upon the 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 crew of the defiant to make them look so wonderful no one no one likes each other this much it's all bullshit 
Like, think about your neighbor. Do you like your fucking neighbor? No, you do. Especially if they're your family. Fuck no, you don't like them. You don't want to see them all the time and have to interact with them and talk to them and do shit with them. That's true. Pointless. This is all bullshit. This is all like some kind of a ruse to trick them into wanting to stay here. And they fucking put on the Ritz. Now we're going to make up planting day and get all the cutest kids you can. Put all the fucking money beats up front so everybody will be like, wow, this is such a great place. Where's the fucking six-eyed kid that's been inbred 34 times? Didn't they say, because I didn't see 8,000 people. Didn't they say there were multiple colonies? So this was like the, the show colony. Yeah. Uh-huh. Where's the other people that you dominate to, that live in squander? Yeah. Gentified. The ones who do the real yeah. plan. Yeah, let's, where, where are all the black people? Where yeah, do they where live? Is, where's the Cisco <laughs> Yeah, where are the Cisco people? Oh, they're our slaves. They live underground and fucking dig us our ores and coals. And that's how we power the planet. Leave, leave this planet. <laughs> Kill me. Break the cycle. <laughs> Space, get out. Yeah. It's all bullshit, man. They're just, you know, they're just polishing a turd here. <laughs> I'm sure this place sucks. <laughs> okay you know what you turn me around that's all i'm saying man Cisco i did have to be disappointed there was only like a couple of black there people. were two black people yeah <laughs> and then the klingon guy who had like long he looked like a fucking 80s rocker <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. we're sons of moog that's the name of our band we play at the bars in the shitty part of town that these assholes don't want to send you to because it sucks <laughs> <laughs> You know, but yeah, I guess there were multiple colonies. We a single ramming speed. Yeah, we're really, we're really rad. We just, and then our album is called Fuck Those Other Asshole Colonists Who Are Really Dicks to Everybody. They're just pretending to be nice because you guys are here. That's the name of our album. It's really awesome. <laughs> and uh, this is the first song on that record. It's called uh, Yerden Dax is a Fucking Dick Licker. <laughs> Second track is uh, Odo Fuck My Wife. Yeah. <laughs> Third track is Odo Fuck That Guy's Wife, too. Swinger Odo. can't prove it. <laughs> damn it. He got so good at shapeshifting. <laughs> Swinger Odo's fucking everybody's wives. Yeah. He just shapeshifts into you and then bangs oh, your wife. Oh, honey, life. thanks for coming home for lunch today. What? I didn't come home. <laughs> oh, no. You said you were going to be busy in the fields all day for planting. Yeah. Uh, Flowering my fields. Oh, no. <laughs> That's, it's got the deep, they just cut to the deep V and he's like, yeah, all right. I'm wondering, I was wondering how you DP'd me. <laughs> By yourself? You're such a stud. <laughs> You're not a Klingon, are you? Odo, yeah, this, I'm telling you, man, these people are fucking bullshit artists. Yeah. But I like your idea too, Dennis, that this happens hundreds and hundreds of times. But one, the one time they finally, you break it out. Yeah. <laughs> so alright so what do you think what are we rating the episode Jenny I'll go with you first cause I'm making a stink face at it um you know what like I thought it was okay but like kind of at the end of the day it's kind of just an episode like I don't feel like this is gonna have any any bearing on the the storyline um I'm gonna give it like a six and a half. Six and a half. It's not bad. What about you, Dennis? What do you say? Um, I kind of hate that they're going back to the whole Odo Kira relationship thing again. Uh-huh. Like, just mm. let that die. We're gonna kill all these people. It's kind of dumb too. 
but I enjoyed it quite a bit. It was fun to watch, so I give it like a seven. I agree with Dennis. Like, I haven't watched an episode in a really long time that was like, that wasn't like a serious, like, war episode or like real story consequences, just something that seemed like a filler episode where I was like, man, fuck these people. Like, uh-huh. fired up. Like, uh, you know, so I'm going to give this episode a seven. I, I liked it. It got my blood pumping. It just and didn't feel it. It feels like a toss episode. Yeah. Uh-huh. Enjoyable. It's I mean, a real, this, it's a real Trek episode. This is a real Trek <laughs> episode in every sense of the word. Like you could have put the crew of the original Enterprise on this planet and uh-huh. it probably still would have worked out the same. Wait, how come everybody's name is Kirk here? <laughs> <laughs> he would have actually fucked everybody. He like, would. If it was like his great, great grandson. Well, yeah, I'm Kirk. That's what I do. I fuck them all. I declare prima nocta. <laughs> so yeah, so there you go. I really enjoyed this episode. I thought it was great. So, yeah, there you go. All right. Well, there you go, everybody. That's the episode. Thank you for listening. And again, if you have any questions or anything you want to talk to us about, feel free to hit us up on Twitter at Dork Trek. Um, and I really have nothing else to say. So, well, damn. thank you guys for listening. And uh, we'll be back next week. Bye. I don't understand. Tell us what happened. This could be like a post-credit scene. Yeah, like a post-credit. Tell us what happened at the end of the chase. So at the end of the chase, Jack surrenders because, you know, he they're they're at the Mexican border or whatever. And he surrenders and lets her go. And then she takes a television producer hostage at gunpoint. What? So they have to release him. And they steal a news helicopter and escape to Mexico, living on the beach. They know how to drive (laughs) helicopters? And they just let him go? No, they they took the... uh, the helicopter pilot hostage also. So yeah. what like they, he was, he they was trying to sneak out. She's beach. like, no, no, no. They killed him when they got where they were going. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. They were all on the beach at the end. Yeah. They were all so they're fucking Eiffel yeah. Tower. Devil's Triangle. Yeah. yeah. And uh Mariachi band. Billy Ray was there and uh, Billy Ray Cyrus? No, Billy Ray from uh Trading Places and uh <laughs> what was what was Dan Aykroyd's character's name? Dan uh, Aykroyd's in this movie? No, in trading places, they uh, they they ended on the beach too. That's what I'm okay, all right, they're all, right. all on the same beach. All right, that's right, that's right. <laughs> I was like, what? I remember this movie, but I don't remember Dan Aykroyd being in it. All right, and there so is a post. Feeling good, Billy Ray. Looking good, Dan Aykroyd's <laughs> character's name. <laughs> I was in blackface earlier in this movie. Yeah, but now we're friends. <laughs> um, it was fine at the time.
Yeah, it's weird that it just gets glossed over. We talked about that recently on a Dark Trek episode where people are like, oh, yeah, that's right. Um, the chase. Okay. So what do you get? What do you give the chase, Jenny? Oh, oh man, that's tough. Cause that's like, it's seriously one of my like classic movies that I used to watch a million times when I was younger. Immediately when I found it was on Amazon prime, I messaged my sister and I was like, if you have Amazon prime, go watch this right now. And she was, she was like, yes, I'm here for it. Like it's, it's not a great movie. Like I sat there watching it. And like, oh my God. <laughs> The, the dialogue is awful. The acting is kind of awful. But it's a lot of fun. So I don't know how to rate it. Like, are we going on D, D, DS9 yeah, DS9, scale? Yeah, DS9 scale here. And consider rewatchability. Yeah, but like for, for me, like I've watched it a hundred times. Really? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've really watched this movie like a hundred times. I've probably watched it a hundred more. Um, I'm going to give it like an eight. Wow. Okay. Wow. All right. Now, just because it, it has like a lot of fond memories and stuff and it has a lot of fun scenes in it. But like when you tell somebody to watch it, this movie, you have to tell them like, this is straight fucking garbage. Like don't go, don't go expecting, you know, yeah. Citizen Kane. <laughs> it's like those campy movies that like they know they're, they're being campy or low. Yeah. That's the thing too, is that like when you realize that it's supposed to kind of be bad, it kind of, negates that better yeah and it's only like i want to say it's only like an hour and 25 minutes or something like that with the credits and everything 89 minutes long wow that's a that's That's, like shorter that's a definite plus yeah that's like like, an animation length like that's (laughs) how much do you think it made at the box office i'm looking at it right now no yeah i was gonna say i looked at it just like last night it made nothing (laughs) way less 7.9 million way less than way less than police academy yeah (laughs) It was probably twice that, just in exploding vehicles. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll get, I, I've always been a big fan of exploding vehicles. Like, I like movies. Like, that's one of my favorite parts of the Blues Brothers, where cars, like, where they're driving through the mall, and the cars are all just getting smashed up. I remember as a kid thinking that was so fucking fun. Like, I like cars being smashed. But, like, yeah, I've seen this movie a lot. I don't really care for it. <laughs> I, I'm going to give this, you know, I'm going to give this movie, like, a five. And it's just, that's a lot. That's just mainly because, like, they fuck in the car. And I don't see how that's happening. Yeah, that was the point when I was watching it. It totally took me out of it. I just look at my phone. I'm like, okay, this is dumb. You get kidnapped. You get kidnapped by some guy. And then you're, like, a hot blonde chick. And, like, it's not soon enough for you to have, like, Stockholm Syndrome. And you're fucking this dude in the car already. She's she's being rebellious. She wants to, like, do something against her parents. Rebellion, rebellion. And he was wrongfully accused. That doesn't matter. No. What, I mean, what kind of father are you? It's Charlie Sheen. She wants to get that Charlie Sheen dick. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess Charlie Sheen does have that effect on ladies. Remember Ferris Bueller? I mean... Yeah, that's true. She was fucking Jennifer Gray was all about that. She was all about that dick. Yeah. Drugs. <laughs> <laughs> no thanks. Charlie Sheen's perfect in that movie. Like, I imagine Charlie Sheen was just probably at that police station. Like, hey, look, Charlie Sheen's here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's just film this. What happens? Mind, then, we're just gonna do one quick take. Yeah. Okay. Charlie Sheen just like, what are you? Are we acting here or am I telling the truth? I don't know what's going on. Wow, Charlie, you were great. He's like, what? I was here for drugs. Like, I did some bad shit. Uh, yeah, and there's also a scene towards the end, like, where they recap the entire movie. 
it's like a good two like, minute and a half scene where they're just like the like nine minutes long how could you forget what happened exactly exactly like you you don't get to have like fond memories of <laughs> day on the the you know high-speed chase with your new girlfriend it just happened dude now i gotta watch this you know this kind of plot line was remade a little bit and cisco is in the movie the big hit with mark Wahlberg. Mm. cisco's uh asian daughter Did they for bang some in reason. the car <laughs> i don't think they banged in the car but they it was kind of similar out. thing where he was he was running from them and he had uh cisco's asian daughter and he kidnaps her then yeah. well he was supposed to kidnap her and then end up falling in love or something so he's trying to get away I don't know, it's kind of weird, but it's it's very similar kind of pacing to the chase. All right. I, like I, I like it. It's a lot of fun. I give it a six because I think like you can rewatch this movie once every five years and still enjoy it quite a bit. Yeah. All right. This is one of those movies too where there's one particular scene that just makes me laugh every fucking time I see What's, it. Yeah, what scene is that? Uh so they're they're watching the news coverage. Um and they've got their little, like, this is the 90s, so they've got, like, a little portable TV. Uh-huh. And uh, <clears throat> they're watching does it, the... Does it run on batteries? Yeah. Huh, that's weird. Yeah, that it's just got, like, an the, antenna on it or whatever. How many and, batteries did that take? Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, that's got to be, like, a goddamn, like, 45 like batteries. A, a little weather TV, you know? Yeah. I guess. Is it a little weather TV or is it a bigger one? It's, it's like, a little, small, little like, like right. the size of, like, an iPad or something. Okay, like that. all right, all right, all right. That took 35 batteries. Okay. Probably, yeah. (laughs) Uh, So they've got uh, Dalton Voss and his his new wife, the ex-wife, the the girl's mom, and her new boyfriend, who's like just a fucking total meathead. He like he's an idiot, you know. So they're watching the they're watching the TV, and all of a sudden, like the reception cuts out, and it goes to a different channel, and Planet of the Apes is on. And this meathead guy just looks at the screen and goes, uh, monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt like I was trying to figure out who this guy is because he looks really familiar. He's got like three lines in the entire movie. He's not even credited. And one of them is, uh, monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> he's, not even, he's not even credited? He's not even credited. Wow. Yeah, I want to know who this brilliant actor is. <laughs> Pointed out the monkeys on the TV screen. Monkeys. Oh. That Rock actor Jeremy's in it. was yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right, everybody. 